always lead you somewhere in his will. So that's uh, my opening pep top. Um, if you would, please turn to Psalms chapter 15. This particular sermon is very special to me because I always say that God always connects the dots, even through generations. And with this particular sermon, it's kind of a collaboration between some, some notes that I wrote down back in December of 2013 and what I, what I meditated on all week uh, to bring you forth. So this is going to be a collaboration between, between those two. And the particular thing about this sermon is something that really and truly speaks to my heart, and I hope, I hope that it will speak to yours too. It involves the, the trials and the testing that we often go, to, go through, and that if we endure, there are great rewards that are, that are to come if you're if you remain patient and just humble yourself before God, there's always a great breakthrough in your testimony. Uh, I'm sorry, I told you Psalms 15. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant uh, Psalms chapter 34. Chapter 34, Psalm 34. Psalms 34. Be our my opening verse. It's going to be verses one through four, and it says, "I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall my soul shall make boast in the Lord. The the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears." Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I'm so grateful and thankful to be to fill this pulpit, dear Lord. I am so grateful for this opportunity, dear Lord. Oh, I get nervous. I got goosebumps. But dear Lord, I just ask that you please be with me, dear Lord. Uh, let the Holy Spirit speak through me, dear Lord. And I pray that this lesson will be a blessing unto the congregation, dear Lord. A great thing unto you. Pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A thought that I had the other day, you know how the Bible says that God knows the number of hairs on your hair on your hair? And he knows every star in the sky by name. And I was trying to think because I always say that God always connects the dots in some way, shape, or form. And I believe that as human beings, we are a symbol in a way of those stars. Because he knows each one by name. And we know if you look up in the sky, there's countless amount of stars. And we know that God is infinite in all his wisdom, and he knows all and sees all. So this is just a, a quick thought that I had that I'm sharing with everybody. Um, so we know, we know that the stars would outnumber every single person on earth. But 
if you think about it, God knows every soul even before it's born. So when you look up in the sky, consider it each star counts for a soul, whether it's whether it hasn't been born, but God knows of it. So that's that's a, a quick something I want to share with you, how God it's kind of like a metaphor I was just thinking about on the fly. So today I'm going to be talking about trials and testimony. Now, the thing that made me think about this was um, my mother, she was, she's been dealing with cancer on and off. And there's been times where it looks like, okay, we finally got it, but then again, it'll come back. But nevertheless, she's... She's always been a fighter, regardless. She is, she's never been one to be kept down for too long. Even most recently, she went in and had surgery, and she was back to work in less than three days, somehow. But it just goes to show that prayer is powerful, and, and God is always uh, swift in his healing. But... um. I sat down with her one day, and we were kind of laughing because she reminded me. She reminded me of this. There was a certain thing that she would ask me to do when I was younger, and I really hated it. As most parents probably has one particular thing that they always ask their kid to do, and they dread it. And that one thing for me was, it may seem weird, but she would always ask me to come and lotion her feet. And I would argue, I'm like, why, why, why me? There's like, <laughs> I have four other siblings, why, why me? And she would honestly say, you know, because you, you're the only one that doesn't cry and run away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ah. okay, so she would try to butter me up, give me some sweet talk, and finally I would just give in. Like, okay, I hate this, but I'll do it. So um, we were talking the other day, and she, on yesterday, actually, she had to go down to, to Miami to get some more testing. But um, we were talking, and it got to a serious point when she was like, you know, because she told me that, you know, the doctor said it might come back, so she saw the kind of the frustration on my face, uh, like, why is this always happening? I thought we got it last time. But she saw that I was a little frustrated, so she went ahead and she told me, you know, there's days where she's like, you know, I'm so tired of this, I don't want to have to deal with it anymore, you know. But, you know, nevertheless, you know, I think about, she was telling me this, I think about what Jesus endured for my sake. And she pretty much said that compared to that, this is, this is nothing compared to what he endured. So she pretty much went on and told me that, you know, in the end, this is just a part of my testimony. And... You know, when you're going through your trials, you either, you're either going to come out on top or you're going to give in to 
the negatives of why why is this happening to me or you know doesn't God love me why is he allowing this she never got to that point she always kept in mind that despite all of what she's going through she knows that in the end it's going to be something that magnifies and glorifies God so she told me that and um, she also mentioned that you know there are some days where the devil tries to get her to doubt, to give up. And, you know, there's a particular person in the Bible that, that the devil also tried, not to that extent, but his extent was a lot worse. Um, if you would turn, turn with me to the book of Job. Everybody loves old Job. His testimony is one of the greatest one of the greatest stories of the Bible. But, but she, she told me that even though there's times that she just want to doubt and want to give up, see, she always says that, that I've just been through too much to not worship and to not give thanks. And during your season of being tested, you always have to keep in mind that God is merciful and his mercies endure it forever. His love is everlasting. And, you know, sometimes these, these things just happen. But nevertheless, you have to maintain your faith through God and don't give up, never give up. So Job, let's look at, let's see, let's look at Job chapter 1. Job was an amazing man. He was, in the eyes of God, he was perfect. Now in chapter 1, let's look, let's start off in uh, verse 5. It states this, and it was so when the days of their feasting were, were gone about, that Job had sent and sacrificed them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So Job made sacrifices on the behalf of his ch children despite because there was great sins in their heart. Now in verse 6, this is where it starts. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before, before the Lord, and Satan came along them. Now, I kind of stopped there and wondered for a bit, like, did they have to go put a whooping on him and bring him back because he was causing too much trouble? But nevertheless, he came. In verse 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Now, this is the interesting part. Then Satan answered and Answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down it. Now, some may ask, Well, I wonder what he was doing. You don't need to answer. You don't need to wonder, because regardless of what he's doing, Satan is ever, never up to anything good. He's never up to anything good. He doesn't do anything good at all. Everything he does, isn't good. He's always doing something to corrupt, to, to bring people to doubt, 
in so many ways. So when it says that he was walking to and fro down in the earth, pretty much means that he was just up to his usual stuff, up to no good. So, let's continue reading. Then Satan, Satan answered the Lord and said, Do it, Job, fear God for not, in verse 9. Verse 10, has not thou made an hedge upon him, upon him, and about his house, and about all that he had on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in thy land, in the land. But put, put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he had, and he will curse thee for thy face, curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said, saith unto Satan, Behold, all that he had is thy power. Only upon himself put not thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now we can see there that this is the beginning of many trials. Well, you could say the test. The test begins for Job in um, in Ecclesia. I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes. There we go. I have trouble with that word. And Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 verse 1 it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven now we can see that through these trials that Job is about to go through God is never wrong in his judgment he's always on point and if and when the season of testing comes to you just look at Job as an example. Now, the reason I, I always say that God connects the dots through generation is, is how I came upon this, this sermon coming from when I talked to my mom, asking God to guide me in what, what you would have me to bring forth before um, the congregation. He guided me to the book of Job. And this notebook that I have right here, it's, it's a little beat up, but nevertheless, there's, there's good stuff in there, is a notebook from way back in 2013. Now, I have probably about 20 notebooks just scattered throughout uh, my room. My, uh, my eighth grade language arts teacher always taught us to she always taught us, that, taught us that you may not have be the most outspoken or be skilled in the skilled with uh, speaking, but having the ability to write your thoughts down on paper is one of the most amazing things. Because skip forward to this day. I have something to fall back on that connects with what I'm preaching on tonight. So that goes to show you again that God always connects the dots. And through what she taught me, that's in addition to my testimony. So it just goes to show that God always connects the dots in one way or another. And something interesting, very a very interesting quote I have written on here from 
a beautiful one of our beautiful members from that was around at at that time, but I will save that for the last part. But you'll see what I mean when I say God always connects the dots throughout the generation. But back to Job, back to Job. Job is an example of wealth, of health. He had everything, and it seems like in one sweet moment, he lost everything. And you have to keep in mind during your trials that you have to be careful of who you have around you also, because there will be people that can either lift your spirits or bring you down. Now, if we read through the chapters, you can see that Job had some friends, and they weren't really that friendly when it came to what he was going through. They pretty much challenged him at every point. But nevertheless, Job always responded in a righteous way. And upon him challenging, them challenging him, he challenged them in return. Now, in the conclusion, we see that, that God eventually restores everything that Job had. Well, more than that, he actually gets double portion. But if we look, go with me to chapter 36. Job 36. We're going to look at a few, few scriptures there that helps me to elaborate a little bit more on this. Though all his testament trials, still, Job still acknowledged the sovereignty of God in his life, and he reads, received double the portion. Now, Job did several things during his trial. The first thing he did, he first examined himself. Before he tried to put, put the blame on any, any other person, he first looked in the mirror and examined himself. Like, okay, I apparently might have done something, or I have done something that may have upset God. Maybe that's, this is why this is happening. So when you're going through trials or testing or any kind of negative thing that's happening in your, in your life, Look forth and try to examine yourself and see where there might be any flaws or if, if God isn't too happy with something you're not doing. So self-examination is very important during your, your trials or your testing or your season of being tested. And then he did, after examining himself, examining himself he did a godly examination. He did a godly examination. Let's see. Chapter 36. Look at verse 22. Verse 23. After all this, Job still acknowledged God, despite all his friends telling him all these negative things. Even one of his friends just told him, this curse God and this die. I really don't see how that would really solve any of his problems. It'll probably just make it even worse. So verse 22 states this. <clears throat> Behold God exalted by his power, 
who teaches like him, who hadn't enjoyed him his way, or who can say, thou has wrought in iniquity. Remember that thou magnify his works which men behold. Every man may see it, man may behold it afar off. Behold, God is great, and we know him not. Neither can the number of his years be searched out. For he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to his, his vapor thereof. Which the clouds do drop and distill upon man abundantly. Also, can any understand the spreadings of the cloud or the noise of his tabernacle? Behold, he spreadeth his light upon it and covereth the bottom of the sea. For by them he judgeth, he the people, he giveth meat in abundance. With clouds he covereth the light and commanded it not to shine by the cloud that cometh betwixt. Now we can see here that Job, this is Job countering what his friends were pretty much trying to tell him. And what Job is trying to tell his friends is pretty much who are you to really and truly know what God, how God is trying to test me. Do you have his infinite wisdom? Do you know how, what purpose he's trying to give by doing this? So, so Job is trying to tell his friends that, you know, like, you're trying to get me to go against God, but you don't even understand the ways of God. Now, if we read on, and uh, let's read on and start it in uh, chapter 37. At this also, my heart, my heart trembleth and is moved out of its place. Hear attentively the noise of the voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. Now, if we skip forward, or actually go back to uh, actually yes, let's go to the the book of Samuel, First Samuel. One of the my first sermon that I ever did that I preached, uh, my very first sermon was based in the book of Sam, Samuel Samuel, and it was based upon Hannah. And I always admired her story, mostly because of her promise that she made to God and how she kept her promise. But she also was going through a trial of her own. First Samuel, we're going to look at chapter 2. First Samuel, chapter 2. First Samuel chapter two. One second. Ah, there we go. First Samuel chapter two, verses two. Now this is after, as we all know, Sam, uh, Hannah prayed to God to give her a child, and this is after she conceived and gave birth. Chapter 2, verse 2, it states, There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none besides thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Wow, that verse is so powerful. 
when you're going through your season of, of testing and the season of trial. Always remember that God is not the type that does gives hurt or he's not the type that does things willfully. He always has a purpose be behind everything that, that happens. And always remember that, that the devil disrupts, but God builds up. So don't confuse your, your testing and the trials as something that, that the devil is going to use to try to break you down. Now, don't get me wrong. God tests, tests us in ways that he really wants to see where our heart's at. And that's something that Job went through. And it was Paul that said, when I am, trialed, when I am tried, I will come forth as gold. When I am tried, I will come forth as gold. Always keep in mind that God is in control. He knows all and sees all. Now, the quote that I have written down was from a very beautiful, strong woman. They even got the, the date written down. It was November 24th, 2013. Now, this quote came from a woman who was also dealing with some health issues. She, uh, God bless her, she did pass on and uh, she's in heaven right now. But the quote that connected all these, all these lessons from 2013 to 2018 this day, this was a quote that she said. She said, for you to have a testimony you have to endure testing. You know who said that? That was Miss Vivian. God always connects the dots through generation. There is never a time that he's unaware of that he does not know or not know about, but Back to what I was saying in the beginning that we are kind of like the same as the stars where separately we may, we may shine bright and stand out, but when we're connected, we form an even bigger picture, an even bigger picture. That's where the whole comparing us as human beings, the human soul, comes in mind with the collection of the stars. All together, we form a bigger picture, and that bigger picture is pretty much God in all his wisdom and in all that he knows. So my prayer for everyone this even, evening is to 
always keep in mind when you're going through your trials, when you're going through your season of you just don't know how you're going to get through this or how you're going to be able to provide with this or how do you deal with this situation. And when you feel that the devil just has you on the edge and it's like, yeah, I finally got finally got you, you know, this is the moment where you're just going to give up, denounce everything and just, well, maybe like one of, like what Job's friends insisted, just curse God and die. Don't do that. Always keep in mind and remember these words. I, meaning you've been through too much to not worship. You've been through too much to not praise God. Never forget what Jesus, what Jesus endured on the cross for, for our sins. And pretty much after my mom pretty much said what she did, saying that compared to what Jesus went through on the cross, this is, with what she's going through, this is nothing compared to what he went through. So she uses that, and despite her health situation, she keeps in mind what Jesus went through. And that also led me to create this sermon. And pretty much after she, t she told me that, she asked me to lotion her feet. And after, it's hard not to lotion somebody's feet after they share a testimony like that, so. If I had a pedicure kit, I would have probably did all that all, all at the same time, but she had to settle for being motion. Um, and also, one more thing. I also said this when I, first, uh, when I preached my first sermon, that the devil has been trying for centuries, for so many years, to try to kill off Christianity. But I always say the devil cannot kill what he did not create. He cannot, he can try to destroy the body, but the soul is something that he, he has no power or any dominion over. The devil can't kill what he did not create. Don't fear, don't get discouraged during your season of testing. For it will lead to an amazing testimony. I want you to bow for a word of prayer.